KMTT and it's Tuesday today's shit will be given by Rav Yonatan Snowball this week's Parsha Parsha Tetzavet we continue dealing with uh, the Mishkan <clears throat> in general I've always found the Parsha of the Mishkan very difficult to read um, I'm not very good with details certainly not physical details and I'm always holding on to one of these picture books in order to understand uh, what exactly is being described here. And one of the things that I find useful when learning the Parshat Mishkan, being someone that has difficulty with details and physical details specifically, is to look at the structure of the Parshiot. Um, in that sense... The parshiot tzivui hamishkan, the the parsh, the sections that deal with the commandments of the mishkan, to be contrasted with the parshiot vayakal pakude, which deal with the actual building of the mishkan. Um, the parshiot of the tzivui of the mishkan stretch from parshat truma, uh, parakafe and sefer shmot, through parshat tetzaveh and actually end in the middle of Parshat Kitisa, just before Chet HaEgel, uh, in Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Yud Zayin, which is the Tzivui of the Shabbat, at Bnei Israel were, were commanded that despite the fact that they were keeping Shabbat, they were, com- they were building the Mishkan, they were commanded to keep the Shabbat and not do Melechet HaMishkan, of building of the Mishkan on Shabbat. In that sense, we can look at a, an overall picture and try to figure out what's going on on a broader sense, and that's the, the direction in which I, uh, I uh, would like to take the shear today. And we will, be, and we will really span over all those three parshiot, Truma, Tetzaveh, and Kitisa. Um, the general outline of the parshiot, as we say, is Truma deals with the Mishkan and the Klea Mishkan. Uh, Tetzaveh deals with the the choosing out of the Kohanim, the, their big, the Big Day Kuna, and the Milui of the Kohanim, the initiation of the Kohanim. And then there's a few things around. We have the Korban Tamid, we have the Mizbach Ketorat, which seems to be out of place in Parshat Tetzavet, should have been in Parshat Turma, a well-known question. Then we move into Parshat Kitisa, which continues with the Machatzita Shekel, the Kior, the Bissamim for the Mishcha, the Ketorat Hasamim, and the choosing of Bitzalel, and, uh, and um, Liav to build the Mishkan, and finally, as we said, uh, Shmirat HaShabbat. Um, there are many ideas within the, this whole structure, and uh, today we're going to discuss a general idea, which, um, a general problem that could arise within the story of the, within the idea of Mishkan. The first is of co- the beginning of Parshat Truma. In the beginning of Parshat Truma, we read, B'nei Yisrael are told that they are asked to give uh, a Truma, this is not an obligation, this is, they're being asked to, uh, to step up to the occasion and, and give a Truma, and give a Nidava. 
to uh, for the Mishkan. And then there's a list of all the different things that are necessary, Zahav, Kesef, Nechoshet, etc. Um, in fact, we know, when we actually go to the Parshiot of Ayakal Pekudai, which describe the building of the Mishkan, we know that B'nai Israel rose to the occasion. Um, it says in Perak Lamed Hey, Pasukaf Aleph and onwards, Vayavo koli shashen esaolibo v'chol asher nadvauho to heviu et trumat Hashem. And I'm skipping Pasukaf Bet, Vayavo ha-nashim al ha-nashim, kol nadiv lev heviu chach v'nezem. V'chol ish asher nimtsai tot chelet v'argaman. Well, you see, B'nai Israel uh, indeed ro- rose to the occasion and brought these things. However, in a situation where uh, we're, we're working on uh, donations, it's clear there's a very possible situation where the important people, the rich people specifically, will be able to participate, and the less fortunate or less rich people uh, will not be able to participate. And, uh, and then the situation will arise that the Mishkan is felt that it belongs to certain people, and it doesn't belong to other people. If we take the example of shuls today, uh, this shul was built by my grandfather, this shul was this. Uh, we, we give all the respect to uh, the people who donated the money to the shuls, but then there's a situation where the shul belongs more to certain people than other people. And this is a, is a potential problem within the Mishkan, that, uh, the, the, that since the Mishkan is donated by people, then the rich people... Um, will tend to donate more, and then they'll see the Mishkan more as theirs than just as being belonging to everybody. And this indeed also has uh, has some credence in the Psukim as well. When we read Vayakel, after it describes that Bnei Israel came out in their masses and they and they donated to the Mishkan, the the Psukim in, in Paraklam and Hay continue to say, the Nisiim brought certain things that uh, no one was able to uh, to give. And furthermore, we know the Nisiim in, in Sefer Bamidbar and Parshat Naso gave special korbanot. It's very easy to see that the Nisiim might have seen their chilek, uh in the Mishkan is more significant because they brought things that no one else was able to, to bring. Though we're aware that Rashi actually has an opposite spin on the Nesim, and the Nesim waited for everyone else to give because they thought they'd fill it in, fill in whatever wasn't enough. Indeed, that didn't happen, that uh, the Bnei Israel were told to stop bringing because they brought so much. In any, case, in, in any case, in a system where it's based on truma, on donations, so, truma is not the correct word here, nidava, in a situation where the, 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 don, the donations are brought for the Mishkan, uh, Nidava is brought to the Mishkan, it's very easy to have a situation where certain people are giving and certain people are giving less, and therefore not everybody feels that the Mishkan is part of them. This is problem number one, which could lead to a putting out certain sections of Am Yisrael from connection to the Mishkan. The second problem, which is maybe even a bigger problem, because it's not only connected to the initial stages of the Mishkan, which is the donation stages, because 20 years later, who's going to remember who gave what? But it's a problem which is built into the daily activities of the Mishkan, and that's the Kihuna. The, the Kihuna itself, uh, by having chosen people, who they and only they are allowed to participate in the 
worship in the Mishkan, it's very easy to lead to a situation where people understand it that only the Kohanim are Oved Hashem in the Mishkan. The Mishkan is for uh, for for the Kohanim only. B'nai Israel, the the, the Amcha, they are Oved Hashem in the Shul with Tefillin and Talmud Torah, but the Mishkan has nothing to do with the people. And this is common in, in, in many cultures where there's a c- clear division between the uh, the laymen and uh, what goes on in the church, if it may be, or the temple, or whatever it is, that there's no connection. There's a, it's a separated, separated society, a separated city uh, that has nothing to do with the people. And, and the people who work in the temple or in the church or whatever it may be, Lahavdil, they do the worshipping and everybody else, the rest of the people are not connected. So too, in in the in, in our society of having a mishkan and having a mishkan where only the kohanim may work, it's very easy to to see the kohanim as the only ones who are entitled to this avodat Hashem, and that everybody else is not connected to this avenue of avodat Hashem. Indeed, um, we are we are of course going to say that this is not a, a Jewish idea. We are going to show how the psukim uh, show this. But Rav Meidan, um, his thesis about Nadav Avihu uh, in Parshat Shmini, when they were Maktir Ketor Zara, their intention was to, we know that Ketoret on the fire creates an Anan, creates uh, some sort of uh, obstruction to vision, and the point of their Ketoret on that day of Gilu Yishchina, where God was going to reveal Himself to all of the Israel, was to cover up the Gilu Yishchina. Because they thought that the Gilu Yishchina in the Mishkan was only meant for the Kohanim and not for Am Yisrael. Indeed, that was such a crucial mistake that they were, they, were, they were killed by God because that was not what was to take place. And of course, when we read the Pesukim in Shmini, we know that God revealed Himself to all of Am Yisrael. So, being that the case, that there is this problem of, let's call it, elitism that could have surrounded the Mishkan. Once, one, from, the, from the perspective of the donators, that the donators who donated more could have a feeling of ownership beyond uh, the rest of the people, and the other people who didn't donate or didn't donate a lot might feel less connected to the Mishkan. And secondly, the, the institution of Kehuna, which would lead people to think that only the Kohanim are Oved Hashem in the Mishkan, we're not Oved Hashem in the Mishkan. Both of those points lead to a, a thought that the Mishkan is not something for the masses. And to, to deal with these uh, ideas, there are three separate, maybe connected ideas built in to these parshiot of the command, commanding of the Mishkan that come to speak out against the, the potential idea of elitism within the Mishkan. The first thing, and we'll actually be going in backwards order, the first thing that's built into the Tzibu'i the Mishkan is Machatzita Shekel. Machatzita Shekel we read two weeks ago, two Shabbatot ago, on Parshat Shkalim, and uh, we will be reading it again in two Shabbatot, um, on Parshat Kitisa, when it's Parshat Shavua. Machatzita Shekel. The first thing Machatzita Shekel speaks to 
is Ha'ashir lo lo yamit mimachatzit hashakel. The equality of all people before Hashem is machatzit hashakel. The Ashir can't give more, the Dal can't give less. Everybody is equal before Hashem in the machatzit hashakel. Not only is everybody equal, but it's machatzit hashakel. It's a lacking amount, it's not a complete amount, it's not a enti- full shekel, it's a half a shekel, to show us that each of us are necessary and we are not able to stand without our brothers B'nai Yisrael before Hashem with, with, within the idea of machatzit shekel. Now we have to go a little bit further here. What is machatzit shekel used for? So in the Midbar, the Machatzit HaShekel is, is written to us explicitly in the Torah. At the beginning of Hashat Pekudei, the Torah tells us, Beka l'gulgod Machatzit HaShekel b'Shekel HaKodesh l'chol ha'over l'Pekudim. We're now in Perek Lamed Chet, Pasuk HaVav. I'm skipping the Pasuk HaVzayin. Vayhi me'at kikar kesef latzeket eit adnei HaKodesh v'eit adnei HaParochet. The the machatzita shekel, the, 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 the kesef, the silver of machatzita shekel was used in the Midbar to make the adanim of the Mishkan and the adanim of the parochet. What are the adanim? The adanim are the silver, s- silver sockets that the pillars of the Mishkan, the wooden pillars, the krashim of the Mishkan were placed into. They are in, indeed the basis of the Mishkan, the base of the Mishkan. The Mishkan cannot stand without the adanim. The glue, if you will, that holds the Mishkan together are the Adanim. And here the Torah is making a very clear statement and saying, it could be that the Zahav was donated by a richer person, and the Techelet, and the Argaman, and, and other things that were used in the Klea Mishkan were donated by many different people, and only people who had money, and poor people weren't able to give. But, the, mo- the basis of the Mishkan, the, the glue of the Mishkan, the Adanim, is given equally by, by all members of B'nai Israel. And this is the basis of the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, all members of B'nai Israel are equal before Hashem, and all members of B'nai Israel are dependent on each other and cannot stand independently before Hashem. The Mishkan is not a Mishkan of individuals, the Mishkan is the Mishkan of the Am. And therefore, it's machatzita shekel. It's a lacking. It's a amount which is not complete. And ha'ashir lo yarbev ha'dalayamit. Now, if we take this further, we can say uh, we can take the machatzita shekel ledorot as well, because of course, once the mishkan is built, the machatzita shekel, which was a mitzvah every year to give, was not collected for the adnei hamishkan. The adnei hamishkan were already built in the midbar. So what? So, for, for what was the Machatzit shekel used in the future? So, the Rambam, taking a little bit, taking a, getting directly to the point here in the Rambam, in Hilchot Shkalim, Perek Dal, Halachalav, tells us, Trumat Halishka, Maya Aseba, Lochim Imena Tmidim, Shokoyom, Musafim, Chola Korbanot Atzibur, Niskem, Bamel, Shemochim, Bokola Korbanot. The Trumat Halishka, which is composed of the Machatzit shekel, was used for buying the Tmidim, the, the daily sacrifice, the Musafin, and all the Korbanot Sibur, all the, the public sacrifices, were used from the money that was brought from the Machatzita Shekel. Now the Machatzita Shekel, 
if we read in Hilchot Shkalim, it's the exact same thing as written in the Torah. Everybody gives the same amount, no one's allowed to add more, no one's allowed to add less. We come to the Anim and we force them to take a loan. We do not allow an Anim not to give the Machatzita Shekel. Everybody must give the Machatzita Shekel. And why? And this essentially brings us to the second counter uh, Parsha, if we call it, that was introduced into the Parshiot Hamishkan to counter the idea of elitism. Um, is the Korban Tamid At the end of Parshat Tetzaveh, our Parshat HaShavuah, we read about, we read about the Korban Tamid Now in general, it's a, it's a question that must be asked, why is Korban Tamid placed in Parshiot Tzivui HaMishkan? The, that we're commanded to build a Mishkan. Why are, we're not commanded to bring Korbanot at this point. The Korbanot are described later on in Sefer Vayikra and Sefer Bamidbar, but why... Uh, why is Korban Tamid mentioned here? And indeed, Korban Tamid is mentioned again in Sefer Bemidbar, in Parshat Pinchas, the, what we read every Rosh Chodesh, Tzavet Bnei Yisrael ve'amartalam et Korban Yilachmi But here too, we read with the Korban Tamid in Perek Kaftet, Pasuk Lamed Chet, V'zeh asher tasel ha'mizbech kevasim b'nei shana shnaim la'yom tamid et ha'keves ha'echad tasev ba'boker ve'et ha'keves ha'shini tasev ben'arbaim Very, very similar uh, to the Parshat Bemidbar. Again, what is what is being said here by putting in Korban Tamid into the Parshiyot Tamishkan? And if again, if we go back to the parallel parsha in, in Sefer Bamibar, and we read Tzavet Bnei Israel ve'Amarta lehemet Korbani Shai, who is sacrificing the Korban Tamid in the Mikdash? Practically speaking, the Kohanim are, of course, the Kohanim are sacrificing uh, the Korban Tamid. It's very easy to go back to that idea which we discussed before, to see the Korban HaTamid as something the Kohanim brought. I'm living in my, uh, in my fields in, uh, in, in northern Israel. I have nothing to do with the Korban HaTamid. But the Torah tells us, Tzavet B'nai Israel, B'nai Israel are commanded to bring the Korban HaTamid. And that has a practical ramification. It's not just nice words, Tzavet B'nai Israel. The Machatzit shegla that everyone in Bnei Israel are commanded to bring the same amount from everybody is used to buy the Korban Tamid. Everybody has a chilek in the Korban Tamid. The Korban Tamid belongs to everybody equally and is from everybody. And that's not stam because it's not the Kohanim who are bringing Korban Tamid, Bnei Israel are bringing the Korban Tamid. And again, this idea... needs to be stressed here within the parshiot of the Mishkan, of the commandment of the Mishkan, to counter this idea that the Mishkan is, is the area only for Kohanim, and not for Bnei Israel. No, the Mishkan is for Bnei Israel. What is, brought, what is brought in the Mishkan, the Korban Tamid, the most significant Korban perhaps, because it's the daily Korban, it's the bread and butter of the Mishkan, is brought from Bnei Israel. It's not from, brought from the Kohanim. And that's Machatzit Shekel, and that's Korban Tamid. Two parshiot that are brought in within the parshiot HaMishkan to counter the idea that perhaps the Mishkan doesn't belong to all of Bnei Israel. Finally, we, we come to the, the third element, which deals with the possible thought that the Mishkan does not 
belong to everybody. And that's the beginning of our Parshat Shavua, Parshat Tzavah. The beginning of Parshat Tzavah seems very, very strange for two main reasons. If we again go back for a second to our the structure of the Parshiot, which we're trying to use them instead of going into the details here. So, Parshat Truma, as we mentioned already, deals with the the structure of the Mishkan, the courtyard, and the Kelim of the Mishkan. Parshat Tetzaveh deals with the choosing of the people who will serve in the Mishkan, the Kohanim, the clothing that the Kohanim wear, and the as we the initiation of the Kohanim, the Miluim. It seems a very logical balance. You have a Mishkan, and you have the people who work in the Mishkan. This is aptly described by the Ibn Ezra at the beginning of Parshat Tetzaveh. The only problem is, is there's two psukim that interject in between Parshat Truma and, par- and the Parshat Tetzaveh, if you will. In other words, two psukim that interject between the, the Mishkan itself and the, those who serve in the Mishkan. And that's the two psukim at the beginning of Parshat Tetzaveh. and to light the menorah by Aharon and his sons exactly at this point, again, we're talking about the, the preliminary before we're, we're bringing any karmana, we're discussing the Mishkan, the structure of the Mishkan, and those who serve in the Mishkan. We're not getting yet to the korbanot and what's done in the Mishkan. That's going to be brought later. Why in the middle now suddenly do we have to tell B'nai Israel to bring Shemin, and, and, and why do we tell Aharon to, to light the, the menorah? Furthermore, this seems to be a complete contradiction here between the Psukim internally. He, the beginning of Parshat Truma, one of the items that are asked to be brought, to be donated by Bnei Israel as individuals, Kolisha Sherid Venulibo, Zahav Vakesef Unchoshet, Chelad Vargaman, Toad Shani Vishesh Vizim, Varot Alim Odomim, Varot Hashim Vatseshitim, Shemen Lamaor. The Shemen is something that was donated to the Mishkan. Why are Bnei Israel again being commanded, and why are Bnei Israel being commanded to bring Shemen Lamaor? Seemingly, Shemen Lamaor is. Donate it to the Mishkan by he who desires to donate it. And here the Psukim at the beginning of Tetzavar being we're commanding B'nai Israel to bring the Shemin Lamar. Furthermore, we actually know that the Nisim brought the Shemin Lamar because the Shemin Lamar was something that I guess was uh, was not found uh, in everybody's household. They were in the Midbar. So, Vanesimi view, again we go back to Psukim in uh, Paraklamid Hay at the beginning of Parshat Vayakel, Vanesimi view, et avne ashom, et avne miluim laifot velachoshem, et abosem, et ashamen lemaor, ulushemen amishchav lekarot asamim. Vanesim brought shemen lemaor. Why are Bnei Israel being commanded to bring bring the shemen lemaor? Was the shemen lemaor donated or was it brought by Bnei Israel as a, as a public uh, bringing, like the Shmachatita Shekov or the for the Mishkan. So two questions. What What is the place of this tzivuy of bringing the Shemin and lighting the menorah in the middle of Parshiot Trumami Tzavah, which it doesn't seem to belong at all? 
And secondly, why are Bnei Israel commanded to bring Shem and Lamar when they were asked to donate Shem and Lamar at the beginning of Parshat Truma? I think the answer to both of these questions is one. Once again, in the middle of the, the, the Parshiot, the commandments of the Mishkan, the Torah is trying to remind us again that the Mishkan does not belong to some elite, but to all of Am Yisrael. The lighting of the menorah, it is true that it is done by Aharon and his sons, but there is no lighting of the menorah without the oil. And the oil, it is commanded that Bnei Yisrael must bring the oil. So how do we deal with the, the question that we didn't, dealt with at the beginning of the Parsha? The Rush, that, that, that contradicts the beginning of, 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 of Truma. The Rashbam explains, it's true in the Midbar, because the Shemin was not so readily available, so in the Midbar specifically, it was brought as a donation. And as we said, practically speaking, the Nisim brought the oil. But for future generations, the Shemin Lama'or, for the Menorah, was brought from Bnei Israel, Commanded from Bnei Israel, Had to be from Bnei Israel. If we then summarize what we've seen here, we see that also the Machatzit HaShekel, which, as we said, formed the basis of the Mishkan, the Adanim, the sockets that held together the glue of the Mishkan, also the Korban HaTamid, which comes from the Machatzit HaShekel in future generations, and is commanded here, within the Parshiot of the commandment of the Mishkan, the Korban HaTamid, which is a Korban of Bnei Israel. And the Korban HaTamid is the giving of Bnei Israel towards Hashem, L'Rech Nichoch Hashem, and the Shemen of the Menorah, which is which expresses the God's revelation within the Mishkan, Gilui Ashkina, are are commanded explicitly from Bnei Israel every each each and every individual. It is not a private issue. It is not an elite issue. It is not a Kohanim issue. It's something that belongs to Am Yisrael. And these three parshiot, which seem not to be exactly in place within the context of the parshiot HaMishkan, are interjected continually within the parshiot of the Mishkan in order to teach us that the Mishkan does not belong to individuals, the Mishkan does not belong to a certain tribe or sub-tribe within Am Yisrael, the, the Mishkan belongs to all of Am Yisrael. There is full partnership between every single individual, poor or rich. And this, of course, goes back to the idea of the Mishkan. V'asuli mikdash v'shachanti betocham v'shachanti betoch bnei Yisrael. God dwells within bnei Yisrael, not within individuals. Within every person, individually. As part of Klal Yisrael, the Mishkan belongs to all of Am Yisrael, the Torah belongs to all of Am Yisrael, the Jewish religion is a democratic religion, which includes all people within it. Everybody faces God with equal opportunity to be on Oved Hashem. Shabbat Shalom and Purim Samach.